There will be spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers, so be careful, won't you? All good things must come to an end. And here at Max Mike Movies, we've come to the end of our focus on Scarlett Johansson. <sighs> no more excuses to stare at Miss Johansson, hear her smoky voice, gaze into her glorious green on-screen eyes. Uh, yeah? Uh, no, yeah, sorry, yes. Um, uh, we're <laughs> Was I finishing supposed to off do something? <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> No, Scarlett, you don't have to do anything. Mike, you don't have to do anything. Um, <laughs> if you look at me one more time and start slavering, thinking I'm a hot dog, we're, this show is over. <laughs> we're finishing off with a foreign movie that was made in a totally different country from this one. Who knew that could happen? We are chatting about Luc Besson's 2014, who, as you can tell, is from Japan, uh, 2014 mm. science fiction action thriller thingy, Lucy which is not, as I assume, the long-awaited biopic of Lucy Van Pelt of Peanuts fame. Hey, Hollywood, I just handed you your next prestige picture. <sighs> she never but rather ages. An, in- <laughs> an intriguing, if um, flawed, scientific notion. <laughs> what if we could unlock our brain's full potential and not just use the 10% that we totally don't use? It's not flawed, it's just wrong. <laughs> I'm your host, using 9.8% of his brain, Max Levine, and right over there, using negative 5% of his brain, is your other host, Mike Luce. I like the sound when I slam my lobes together. <laughs> it, it is catchy. <laughs> That's how I keep the beat. <laughs> but first, we've got a poll question ah. from last week. Poll question... We asked the the burning question. Oh, I'm burning. Who would you choose to play you in your own biopic? Any actor, living or dead. I assume, fortunately, nobody chose one who was dead, you know, as to play them. You Mm. know, someone who is currently dead, Mm. playing them as a corpse. Mm. Jamie Kleinert says, Drew Barrymore, because I always wanted to be like her. Aw. I assume you mean the adult Drew Barrymore, <laughs> not, not the somewhat troubled younger Drew Barrymore. Who flashed her yummies on late night talk shows, that one? Pounds <laughs> down fistfuls of drugs, yes. <laughs> Chrissy Becker said probably Emma Stone. Mm. Now I really want to meet Chrissy Becker. Um, you know, there is a resemblance. Wow. I no will kidding. say. Yes, there is. And she's Haley also an actor. Mm. Wow. Good, good combo. She's the one who wrote the uh, musical, her own musical. Remember we talked oh, about jukebox Oh, that's musicals? right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And Haley Paulson says, Betty Davis. I'm sure she said, thought, said it exactly that same way. What there's, not really, there's not really a resemblance between us, but I'd like to be portrayed with the vivacity and strength and bite she always brought to her roles. I can mm. see that. She was a very strong presence. Mm. Dave, Dave says... Ooh, I would want a slapstick presentation of my life. For some, for reasons unknown, many Korean people have, it's interesting, it's specifically Korean people, have told me that I look like Jim Carrey. Uh, uh you're hmm. tall, he's tall. Ish. Yeah, um, I'm gonna okay. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I don't, th- nobody else seems to think so. Yeah, I think you can count us in there. I find him irritating and would not want him to play me. For my money, a young Groucho Marx could do a great <laughs> biographical work based on my life. So well, I would also know. accept Don Adams. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> you go. Don Adams. The second <laughs> Don Adams he's given us. You know, Dave does tend to paint that giant black mustache on his face. So maybe well, I he can has see that the... weird walk where he bends his knees so far. I, I mean, sure, Dave. Whatever okay. you want. If that's, that's what cool. you see, okay. I don't think I've ever thought, "Hey, it's Dave," or do I mean Groucho? Whatever. Good for you. Yep. Nick Hoffman says Walter Matthau about the time he did the front page. Wow. Oh, huh. all I right. Mean, I never Walter thought Math- of him as that craggy. No, I don't think visually. I think he just means sort of that, you know, I think it's more the temperament. That's my guess. Um, I will say that, of course, Walter Matthau has got a hell of a range. So That is true. Uh, Kate Warner says, ooh, fun. I would have to go with Saoirse Ronan, obviously more on the current age side. Hmm, okay. I don't know her, do you? Interesting. Yeah, sure. She's done a ton of stuff. She was in the latest Little Women. Oh. She started out, oh, she's, oh, God. Oh, she did Hannah. 
Mm. No, she's terrific. Okay, she's cool. got one of those. She's one of those sort of ethereal-looking women. Ooh, kind of looks like she would have. She should have been in Lord of the Rings playing an elf. She looks like hi. I was tail. I was custom genetically designed to play an elf. Ah, but didn't. Uh, Tyler Stewart says a slightly younger Tim Robbins for me. Hmm, I can see okay. that. Okay, Tyler's very tall as well. Uh, Valerie Coons, uh, anyone who doesn't look like Mike, so that I would no longer be be mistaken for his relative. <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> okay, that may not be exactly what she wrote. It could, in she fact, said, be nothing like what she wrote. <laughs> no, she wrote, for some reason, the first asked actress that comes to mind was Mae West. Wow. Can't imagine why. Um, I, I think you're, I think Val is a bit more petite than Mae West was in most dimensions. Mm. Uh, can't imagine why. I wouldn't mind Catherine Hepburn. She, she does have that a similar kind of... Uh, Accent? Oh, yeah, not not in speech pattern. Huh. Well, I mean, that's, you know, New England and uh, Mid-Atlantic and all that. That sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, oh no, nah, man, the, the loons. <laughs> uh, Regan McStravick says, I mean, Sam Rockwell, but that's only because I want to think I'm more interesting than I am. Oh. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's pr- probably pretty interesting. And Vince from up north. Snowy. Says, I guess since Gary Oldman played Sid Vicious, he might play me when I was young. But honestly, what actor could be boring enough to play me now? Oh, geez. oh Vince, no, you're not. Uh, I've never found Vince boring. Um, yeah. so, so, Mike, who would okay. you want to play you? Um, I'm going to, you know, it was a joke, but I'm going to go with uh, Gilligan era Bob Denver. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't. I think your face has a lot more character than his did. I, I was thinking kind of John Cusack-ish. Oh, please. I yeah. wish. Uh, no. <laughs> I, li- I, I like John Cusack, but there is no way that I would I would uh, curse him with that role. And also, <laughs> I just like, that's that's such upcasting for me. It's like, oh, jo- yeah, he, John yeah, and I, think, I, I think share a gene or two. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with right, Bob Denver. Right. He's goofy. He's tall. He has dark hair. Um, <laughs> sure. You know, whatever. How about you, Max? Um, honest. Well, I still go with Rondo Hatton, but no, uh, no. The, I, I would like, kind of like to see like a younger John Reese Davies. Oh, sure. And well, Brian think, Blessed. Brian Blessed could work. Dave. Although I, both <laughs> of them, the thing is, they have much more impressive voices. They have those glorious basso profundo voices and that besides, I do not have. But you but, are so always saying, "Fly, my Hawkman, fly." <laughs> Well, it keeps coming up in conversation. It's not, I'm not doing it on purpose. Yeah, you conjure your hordes to fight off the wild turkeys. Uh, <laughs> turkeys. <laughs> you wait. People will see. They called me crazy. But anyway. <clears throat> yes, but thank you guys so much. Yes. For that very groovy uh, answers. Yeah. They're always And uh, we have a new one. Oh, we don't. Yes, we do. Don't tease me. Ah, uh, we have a nude poll question. A nude poll question? A nude poll question, Ooh. yes, because we're both sitting here naked below the waist, and no one can prove that we're not. <laughs> I can. Uh, you can't prove, I can't, you know, actually, yeah, don't, don't, don't prove it. I, I don't, I don't want to find out that I'm right. Go to uh, my website. What's an older movie that you really enjoy, but you know it could never be made today? Ooh, you mean like uh, Terror of Tiny Town? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I can't we- figure out why they couldn't make it I, today. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. It's political, all it's... Western. Sure, God. excuse me, all little people Western. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. So uh, by all means, answer our poll question if you please. Would. Do it. We'll we'll tell you at the end of the show as usual. Yes, we will. One of our one of our uh, listeners told us to put it at the end of the show. So see, we do listen, and we we are slaves to our listeners. You tell us what to do, and we will do it. That is why Mike had to have that horse's tail grafted to the base of his spine. Well, you know, they do make chairs for that, but it does keep the flies off. That's good. But Bumpy's jealous. (laughs) Uh, But first... Trivia! The facts. So first, a little bit more about Scarlett Johansson. We've covered a lot of it. One of the questions, this is not so much trivia. There are articles written about it, but why isn't she more of a leading lady? Why doesn't she have more leading roles? When we were looking for, like, okay, Scarlett Johansson, best work, most of the stuff she comes up is she's in a supporting part. Hmm. And the movies that she stars in tend to be like genre pictures or action pictures. Or this. 
or this, what's coming up next. But uh, it's not an easy question to answer. One of the reasons, okay, first off, this is partly my theory, because she has done a lot of action movies, and she does comic book movies and such, and that tends to, well, Hollywood is kind of snobbish about that, and they don't tend to respect a lot of actors who do that. Hmm. Yeah, like Michael Caine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know, Clint Eastwood for a long time. Yeah, I didn't like his superhero films either. Yeah, but again, genre films. Yeah. Mm. The other thing is she can be a little um, problematic. Oh? Well, kind of divisive. It's not, I, I don't mean like she does terrible things to people. We're not talking Kevin Spacey here or anything. Mm. It's just, well, she tends to say what she thinks, and what she thinks is not always in sync with the mindset in Hollywood. And what does she think, Max? Well, there's things like when she, she has often accepted roles that a lot of people feel are inappropriate. Oh, See yeah. our episode on Ghost in the Shell, where mm. she was playing basically a character who's supposed to be Japanese. Mm. She was almost in a movie called Rub and Tug, where she was going to play, yeah, they're cops, she was going to play <laughs> a transgender man until there was a rather massive backlash against that. Right. She spoke out about that, saying, I think actors should play whoever they want to play. Then, yeah. you know, it's tricky. It's a difficult, actually, that'd make an interesting discussion question, too. Yeah. You know, but we'll talk about that. And, uh, well, there's also, like, her defense of Woody Allen. Oh. She did a bunch of movies with him, and she said, yeah, I believe him when he says he didn't do what Ronan Farrow says he did. Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bit awkward. Uh, yeah. Uh, huh. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. And there's a direct quote from her once. People have object said, like, oh, you should be more of an activist. You know, you should speak out more on these issues. And this is a direct quote. I don't think actors have obligations to have a public role in society. Some people want to, but the idea that you're obligated to because you're in the public eye is unfair. You didn't choose to be a politician. You're an actor. And she's not wrong. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Why should she be forced to do something now? If she wanted to and put herself to a good cause, I'm sure that we would applaud her for it. Yeah. But I, she shouldn't be condemned because she doesn't feel that she needs to be a political activist or come out with a, a position on political issues that she may not know about or understand. Quite honestly, I think a lot of actors who come out and say, yeah, I'm in favor of this or opposed to that, may not be as informed as they should be. Right. Never mind the fact that, you know, they're probably selling whiskey over in Japan. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but only in Japan. So, anyway, this is just probably something to think about. Uh, again, a lot of this is speculation. But mm. Well, I'm betting there's tons and tons of trivia about Luthi. Well, there's some. Not mm. really tons, but... Uh, this was, as I say, directed by Luc Besson, who, mm. as we know from The Professional and Fifth Element and he many others. He is French. Did I mention that he was French? <laughs> <laughs> I made this movie while smoking. Fromage uh, facile. Yeah. The, now, the budget for this movie was $40 million. Hmm. Take a guess how much it made. $20 million. $458 million. What? <laughs> yeah. It, as of 2014, it, was, it made the most money of any French movie outside of France. Holy merd! Yeah. <laughs> this was incredibly successful. Really? Also, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, 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 the only reason I think there wasn't a Lucy 2 and 3 is because Luc Besson doesn't really do sequels. Hmm. Although he, you know, apparently he talked about doing a sequel to The Professional with an adult Natalie Portman, but it mm. never came about. Well, color me surprised. In an interview in March of 2014, Luc Besson said this project took 10 years to become a reality. Hmm. Apparently the script took nine. Should have taken and uh, he admitted that he knew some scientific assumptions in this movie were erroneous. What, you mean the major one the entire film's based on? Yeah, let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. The whole, it's based, this is 2014 mm. when this was made, got it? And the idea that humans only, it, it's based on the idea that humans only use 10% of their brains. Some this is a widely think. circulated myth. It has been debunked over and over and over. 
The closest anyone can get to it is, well, technically we only use 10% at a time. Mm, I looked into that too, and that's not even true. They're saying yeah. that most of the time, all of the areas of the brain are being used in some yeah. way or another. And in fact, when it's particularly... Um, called upon it can account for up to 20 percent of the fuel we take in like it's taking it's uh. using 20 percent of the resources um so yeah this would be wrong <laughs> please i challenge scientists to examine my brain and they will find nothing <laughs> that's what i think you floyd r turbo um <laughs> so yeah that was it's completely debunked mm. but People have loved this. Narratively, it's a f wonderful device. Yeah. So many books and comic books and everything else have been based on the fact that I found a way to use X percentage of my brain, unlike normal humans. Mm. Not true. See, I uh, use mine the, to open cans, but there you go. <laughs> I use mine to keep my hat warm. Uh, the idea, the primate seen in some of the scenes is Australopithecus afarensis, which represents the so-called missing link mm. between apes and humans. Yeah. The skeleton that, they, that uh, Richard mentions in the beginning uh, that was discovered exemplified this species. It was called Lucy. Yep. And it was named after, by the way, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back up, she lived about 3.2 million years ago and is the earliest known hominid to walk upright. Ooh. By the way, the music that plays during the scene when Lucy does the whole uh, yeah. creation of man, finger-to-finger -finger thing Look is called that. Lucy Meets Lucy. I see. The scenes in, the scenes in Asia, which is the only, only place we're ever told, is I'm here in Asia. Yeah. No doubt what, she had just been going to club. Uh, <laughs> and she's on the drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that does come into it. Yeah. It, takes uh, it apparently takes place in Taiwan, despite the fact that Mr. Zhang and all of his people speak Korean. Yeah. Mm. Well, they do show what was at one point world's tallest building, which I believe is in Taiwan. I've uh, lost track. I thought it was, du well, in 2014, maybe it was. I thought well, it was in the, Dubai. It's the one that looks like a bunch of Chinese takeout containers on top of each other. Oh, And they okay, do one I, shot of it. The thing about the building is it's exceedingly tall, and there's nothing anywhere near it that's even close. Wow. It just stands out like this giant pointer. Um, huh. But yeah, it was kind of weird because I was like, well, I don't speak whatever they're speaking. But it's like, that doesn't sound like Chinese. And then later they say Korean. And it's like, weren't we in China? Okay. <laughs> uh, there was a rumor that Mila Jovovich was, was going to play Lucy, but declined due to pregnancy. I assume her own. <laughs> As opposed to uh, Luke Bassans. <laughs> at the uh, beginning of the movie, when Lucy is being approached by the South Koreans thugs, we get a bunch of footage, first of a mouse approaching a trap, yeah. and that, yeah, this, yeah, Luke Besson is many things, subtle is not one of them, <laughs> and uh, footage of a cheetah chasing down and killing a gazelle. Yeah. Oddly enough, if you notice, and I missed this the first time, Lucy is wearing a cheetah print jacket. Oh, well, you know, yeah. some days it just doesn't pay to be a Thompson's gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, who is played by Pilou Azbek, we only see in one scene, he shows up with Scarlett Johansson in another movie. Oh. They're both in Ghost in the Shell. She oh. plays Major and he was Batu. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was much better as Batu, which is yeah. not saying much. And uh, there is a Luc Besson cameo in this movie. Is there? In the Paris hospital, when the other three drug mules are arrested, he's a doctor and he's also later shot by the Mr. Jang's gang. Ah, so that would be an Oscar-winning performance by Luke Besson. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, there's most of the rest. There isn't a lot of other trivia. Ah, well, but, I, uh, I, I might argue that. But if you would tell us the story yeah, of Lucy. Sure. Lucy, a wacky redhead living no. next door to Fred. Sorry, sorry. <sighs> Start again. Lucy is, Lucy is a student partying in Asia, TM, where <laughs> she meets professional sleazebag Richard, who coerces her into acting as a courier for a mysterious briefcase bound for some nice Korean gentlemen in black suits. Okay, you got me. They're not at all nice. Mm. The briefcase is full of a mysterious blue powder, which turns out to be a new designer drug based on a pregnancy hormone, because that's what the kids are into these days. Yeah. Lucy gets forced into being a surgical drug mule as a bag of the powder is implanted in her abdomen because, sure, that's an unobtrusive way to smuggle drugs. Mm. Whatever happened to bribery? But the bag ruptures, and Lucy finds herself subjected to the drug's strange effects. 
a little makes you giggly, a lot unlocks the full potential of the human brain. Mm. Yeah, I hear airplane glue does the same thing. <laughs> uh, Lucy must come to terms with her evolving consciousness, the notion of her impending mortality, and a bunch of gangsters who want to kill her. So, pretty typical Tuesday. The film. So, Max, the usual question, did you see this when it came out? I did. Well, I you're a big the Scarlett theater. Johansson fan, so I'm not I really am indeed. Yep, and also, this, Morgan Freeman is in this. So this is the battle of the gorgeous voices. Well, let's get this out of the way. Morgan yeah. Freeman is terrific in everything. Yeah, I he mean, is. I literally do not remember a performance by Morgan Freeman that I wasn't just, like, spellbound watching him. And it's kind of painful, because I'm sitting there listening. He's, he's doing the whole, he plays this Professor Smart guy who is expounding this whole we only use 10% of our brains theory, and I'm sitting there going, oh, Morgan, I could almost believe you. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. So we have this crime, like, gangster film, and then suddenly we're in a PBS special. Like, it's this really <laughs> yeah. weird, like, now cut to Morgan Freeman on Channel 2, WGBH, and he's doing, he's lecturing. And the thing is, Morgan Freeman in this film has probably done more for bad science than anyone else, mm. because quite honestly, he sounds like when he does all those voiceovers for those science shows. So I can totally see people going, oh, this must be true. Morgan Freeman's telling me it's true. <laughs> and I'm sure he yeah. has an effect. Honestly, if you want to put forth a theory that like you want people to believe, hire Morgan Freeman, because I'll believe just about yeah. anything he honestly, says. Honestly, if you had more... Yeah. Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman. The Earth is flat, as oh. we all know. I'd oh. probably be like, I knew it. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Morgan. Thank you for telling us the truth. I feel such a fool. Um, <laughs> there was part of me watching this that was sitting there thinking, I think inwardly he's biting his tongue because he doesn't want to say this stupid crap. But yeah. Okay, 10%, you know. By the um, way, this, is, this was another piece of trivia. I sort of left this out, but it kind of fits here. There is a, a podcast called Hi Everybody, a bad medicine podcast, which judges films on their medical accuracy. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> this, they, this one is judged as 10% medically accurate. <laughs> I assume the 10% is yes, humans have a brain, and yes, you can open up someone's stomach. Yeah. Well, that all I means, say... by the way, it is one tenth as accurate as the human centipede. Which is which billed itself as one hundred percent medically accurate. I all I gotta say is that those are some potent bath salts, you know. Cause <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. They're yeah. it's blue. Oh, you're trying to tell me a thinking, woman produces a hormone that's not only crystalline but it's blue. I okay, it. it is not. It is not crystalline, but CPH four is real. Mm. It is a hormone. It is it is secreted by women, pregnant women, around the sixth week of pregnancy. And it does help with the growth and development of the brain of a fetus. It is not an atomic bomb, as the doctor <laughs> says. And I don't think it gets you high, and I don't think anyone's bothered to try to synthesize it. But it makes your skin silky soft. <laughs> well, it certainly did in her case. But, uh, yeah, yes, it's... the drug, I'm sorry, it looks like the blue meth from uh, Breaking Bad, or it oh. looks like if you dissolve it in water, Barbers would keep combs in it. It's for some barbicide. reason right. That stuff barbicide, which sounds yeah. like oh, that's what you do when you kill a barber. You commit that's barbicide. That's what it does. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at a case of four counts of barbicide. Yeah, um, let's. There's really only there's really only two actors in this film. There's a bunch of other bit parts. Um, Mr. Jang, the the criminal boss, does fine. I don't know anything about that gentleman's work, but he seems menacing. I believe he's he's a jerk. Um, Oh, I, actually, I think Amar Waked. Is he the cop? Pierre, yeah, Pierre Del Rio, the cop. Otherwise I think he's Peter terrific. Of the river, but whatever. I, I like think he's him. terrific. I, I mean, didn't... hell, who could forget his performance in Geostorm? Oh, God. Why are you yes. doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> don't bring up that, but don't watch that movie. I don't make boy. us come up with a series where we have to watch that movie again, because, yeah, man, yeah. Geostorm no, stinks. No, no. I still wow, smell it. I've been movie. scrubbing and scrubbing, and the stent won't go away. <laughs> stent, by the way, is stench and scent put together. Ah. Um, 
I, I did like Captain of the River. Uh, he was cool. And I did <laughs> have was. to notice, though, that pretty much in general, all of the French cops were very kind of scungy looking. Don't know why. <laughs> um, he has a tiny part. I like him where he is, but we don't. We, he's barely. He literally, when she shoves him out of the way to drive herself, that's basically saying, yeah, you, you got a tiny part. Don't, don't talk. Um, it's really just Morgan Freeman, because I don't care how big his part is. He just is. His presence fills whatever yeah. volume you give him. Yeah, it's have, like, get, it, get the camera off those guys, get back to Morgan. And speaking of which, uh, this uh, this series being about uh, Scarlett Johansson, what do we think about Scarlett in this film? I think she does a really good job as a giga intellect. Okay. A super intellect. I think sh- this is another one of these where she doesn't talk a great deal, although when she does, I think it's very effective. And I think she, I like the range she shows. At the beginning, she's sort of this, you know, well, She's in the middle of a terrifying situation. She doesn't understand what's going on. She does, I thought, a really good job when they're dragging her in to see Mr. Zhang of conveying the sense of terror and powerlessness. Yeah. Then when she is exposed to the drug, admittedly, a lot of what she does is sort of stare. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Oh, well, before, when she gets exposed to the drug at first, um, she thrashes around and ends up on the ceiling. And levitates, yeah. I'm not sure how that works. Well, well, we'll come back to the science part because it gets yeah. dumber than we even have already mentioned. But yeah, I do like the fact that she exhibits quite a range, and that the character in the beginning of the film very quickly goes away, and we don't see her anymore. Her staring and her deadpan delivery. I didn't find particularly nuanced. It's okay, but I don't really blame her for it. I'm going to go out and say it's Luc Besson's fault. Yeah, he does tend to like that in a lot of his actors, especially the women. Yeah. I remember that even in uh, The Professional, a lot of you, all right, Natalie, I want you to look into the camera and stare. Good, good. Cut! Uh, Mr. Renault, Monsieur Renault, you need to be all the acting in the world. <laughs> Actually, I love Jean Renault, but oh, he's terrific. But a lot of what he does, all right, John, sit in that chair, stare at the wall. But all then, right. what we're going to be here for, fif- for fifteen minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I think we've seen better from her. And I think we have, but I, I think, think that's the question of the movie quality. But yeah, and I, I think it's also fair to say in the films that we've watched, we've seen quite a range from her, and that this is not necessarily the best evidence no. of her being a, a top level. This wasn't actor. a good showcase for her. I mean, she does, no. she takes what she's given and she does a good job with it. She's not given very much. I have one of my notes is so at 20% brain capacity, her posture gets better. <laughs> well, let's yeah. face it, Max, as soon as that bag opens, she has an origin. <laughs> yes. That's what oh, yeah, it is. This is borderline superhero stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's not borderline. When she has her origin, she becomes undefined power lass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she basically start, she starts off with like heightened perceptions, and as she goes along, we've got telepathy, telekinesis, matter rearranging. Instant uh, language learning. Mind control, instant universal translating. Pushing she cell can, signals out of the way. Yeah, and then like altered <laughs> time. Pres- basically, she has super special effects powers. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be like, and they keep saying, <laughs> poor Morgan, I feel so bad. He's like, at 20% of your brain's capacity, you can start to, c- to control your own body. So at one point she changes her hair, and then at one point she then goes to sleep and it changes back because, um, uh. It's temporary. I, yeah, I don't why? know. <laughs> Yeah, and at one point, I guess when the drug is wearing off or something, she calls Morgan Freeman. I like that scene because she you know, first off finds his phone number, then she appears on the TV, she appears on his phone, yeah. she makes the phone, she's demonstrating what she can do, and she says, my, my cells are growing at an uncontrolled rate, which apparently causes you to disintegrate? Uh, or as I have the Thanos snap syndrome, <laughs> where she I, starts to turn into sand. I don't on know. a plane, yeah. Yeah. Well, she then she can you know uh, hear people's phone calls from a distance. I mean, I don't honestly know that there are things she can't do, except. I mean, if you're going to buy that, whatever. But this is a point where she gets to France and she suddenly has to get to the hospital because that's where all of the other drug meals are and she's going to need herself some extra bath salts or else she'll like not become super uncontrollable. <laughs> she woman. won't get to 100% brain, apparently. 
And so instead of using her powers in any way to get to Le Hospital, what does she do? She finds a cop whom she likes, she gets into his car, and she drives all through traffic, killing hundreds and hundreds of people. Now, now, she just causes millions of dollars in property damage. We don't see her kill anybody. Oh, please, there's so many cars rolling over and, and yeah, slamming into other cars. Hundreds of people were hurt and or died in that. Why didn't she fly? Yeah, or teleport or something. Or anything. She does yeah. It's literally like, oh, it is quarter to the car chase. We must get there quick. It is a pretty good car chase, mind you, as sure. car chases go. It's just, but it's it just, seems very out of place. Yeah. Um, I, I want to backtrack a little bit because uh, I had not seen this film, and I did not realize that you could, in fact, start a movie from a zygote. <laughs> yep. You know, that is how they like, start. The, that's they, the open shot of yep. our cells dividing. Yep. yep. It's like, oh, you really are starting at the beginning, aren't you? Okay, is this going to be long? No, actually, it's not. It's not a long film, which is good. I will have to say, um, the pacing in this is very good. There's never a point I yeah. felt bored. Things move along very quickly. Yes, Luc Besson is good at that. Yeah, they move along very dumbly, but yeah, they, they don't make any. They don't make a great deal of sense. But well, yeah, I, some of it. I, I got to say, there were a couple of I thought touching moments in it. Again, talking about her, you know. She knows she still has this bag in her stomach, so she goes to a hospital in mm. Taiwan, kills the patient on the table, yeah. because, and she explains, you couldn't have saved him anyway because she immediately diagnosed him. Yeah, and that felt lame, didn't it? Because I was like, oh, yeah. you don't want us to lose sympathy for her. Too late. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bit much. And she has, says, okay, she's pointing her gun at the doctor and says, yeah, there's a, bag, there's a bag of chemicals in my stomach. You have to take it out. Don't worry about anesthetic. And as the doctor is cutting her open and pulling this out, apparently her control over her body means she can shut off her pain receptors, she decides, she borrows his phone and calls her mother, yeah, in effect, to say goodbye, even though she doesn't say that. And I thought that was actually touching. She's trying, she's both trying to explain what's happening to her to her, to her mother, but she's also trying to get back in touch with that part of her humanity. I mean, she says... I don't feel pain or fear or desire. It's like, okay, those three things are pretty much what make human beings. Yeah, tried to get back to her man, her, her humanity. Mm, yeah. Didn't work, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Not very well. I mean, I kind of like, at one point, after she has, you know, met, used her magic powers to beat up an entire room of Korean thugs... Yeah. In a way, I liked, because although it was, I think, pretty savage, because... It's really cruel. She turns them into mimes. <laughs> I yeah. hate memes. That's why they're France. <laughs> yep. She, you know, they're pretending they're invisible walls there. She well, floats them up on the ceiling and yeah. makes their guns fall apart. And the cop, she says, you know, come on. And the cop who has, she called him to find the other drug mules because right. she couldn't get to Paris in time. Because stuff. Well, she reasons. wasn't, she was only at 20 some odd percent that she couldn't do everything. Sure. And he says, I don't th see what I can do to help. Mm. And she walks over and she kisses him. Mm -hmm. She says, you're a reminder. Yeah. And it's like the connection. And also, I'm saying, and then he goes with her. Because if Scarlett Johansson kisses you, you go with her. <laughs> On the off chance she might do it again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that, that call with the mother, uh, I would have thought touching, except they had to throw in a line from the mother where she's like, oh, you're breaking up your brain. Because if the mother had been listening to the things she was saying, she'd be like, oh, my God, my daughter is on drugs. What's yeah. going on? It That's was, what I, yeah, I was like, oh, I God, remember she's the taste her, of your her... milk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this cat from when I was six months you're, old. No, you don't. You're high as balls now, dear, aren't you? I, really? And it's either <laughs> that or the mom's doing laundry and not paying attention because yeah. what she's saying, it's like, I get what we're doing here, but what she's saying would scare the crap out of any parent. Um, and she would be like, you need to come over right now. What's that? And, and the or mom's like, like oh, I'm getting on the next nice. plane. Yeah. And, and the mom's like, oh, that's nice. Thank you, dear. I love you too. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's also, you know, there's there's stuff we see with the so-called explanation. I think that's one of the things I find most annoying about the this whole 10% theory is that we have to have Morgan Freeman telling us how this works. And at one point we actually get animals screwing the motion picture. 
Well, he's explaining about how what cells either become immortal or they reproduce. Then right. we, ha in case we don't know what reproduction means, <laughs> here's some we, lions. And we we get this some PBS pigs. documentary footage of animals having sex and yes. giving birth. And there's actually a lot of stock footage in this film. It's nice stock footage, yeah. but it's like, didn't we stop doing that in the '60s? Okay, yeah, whatever. Otherwise, you well, know. look, the budget was forty million. I am imagining thirty-nine million of that went to Morgan Freeman and Scarlett Johansson, so they yeah. didn't have a lot left over. I suppose. I, I mean, it's probably no surprise that we uh, don't think this is her best film ever. Um, there's again, we talked about the tonal shifts in, in films like last week's Rough Night, Rough Cut, whatever the heck it was. Rough it was night, rough yes. for all of us here at the show. <laughs> um, I think that we've got at least two movies going on here. Um, and I think that both of them could actually have been fun. Like, I'm fully willing to believe that Luc Besson can do a really fun, quick moving action gangster caper. Well, we know he can. I mean, or. We've seen him do crime crime movies with The Professional, and we've seen him do science fiction with Fifth Element. Well, yeah, but I mean, just like the, the Professional was a little bit heavier. I'm talking mm -hmm. about like more of more of like a, a not a spoof, but like a uh, a heist film. You yeah, know? Okay. like the Ital like the Italian Job or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think it could have been a lot of fun. You know, here comes Guido the Killer Pimp and his Korean backup <laughs> band mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and his K-pop boys. Right, and I think that would have been fun. And then we've got this very flawed examination of the human condition and what would happen if evolution happened on a flight from Asia <laughs> to Paris. Um, and that could have been really interesting. The two films, to me, just really don't go together. I know there has to be a reason why she has to be running around, but... It just seems like when you're talking at 40%, okay, you can lift people, you can see phone calls. I mean, I don't know why I'd want that far. Well, she just, can see the entire electromagnetic spectrum is the idea. She can see the digital signals. She saw words in the signal. She actually read words in the Her brain translated it, yeah. Sure, whatever. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, no, it doesn't... Oh, no, scientifically, this doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, by the way, neither does the drug itself. What? Why would you do that? It's what I don't get. Okay, synthesizing a pregnancy hormone mm -hmm. is monstrously difficult. It is so. It, we, we, you know this if you've ever read anything about fertility treatments. It's incredibly difficult. It's incredibly expensive, and they didn't notice that if you take a spoonful of it, you get superpowers. Well. <laughs> Here's the thing that I, it was very subtle, but my feeling is that they were trying to suggest that they didn't synthesize it. Oh. Because there's one point where Morgan Freeman basically says, oh, I, that's funny. I thought they couldn't do that. Well, I guess they figured out how. And it's like, I don't think they did. I think. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's disturbing as hell. Well, it makes Mr. Jang that much more nasty and evil, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, you know, as disgusting as it is, actually fits into his character, and it's like, It okay. does. The guy's completely amoral. He's a brutal, psychopathic killer. Yeah. yeah. I th think the amount they say that the pregnant women produce is tiny, and you yeah. wouldn't be bathing in it. Um, no. But whatever. And then... Yeah. <laughs> someone scene where, I need all the crystals. Give me all the crystals. So they make <laughs> up quick IV solutions. There's four bags, and she basically goes... <laughs> yeah. Yes, somehow, yes, her veins suck the stuff into her into her body. Yeah, because and sure, then she, why not? And then then there's that scene, and I'm sure you thought the same thing. She starts stuff starts flowing out of her and forming this mega computer, and all I could think of was Canada. That's <laughs> Canada. Yeah. Except well, I was I'm thinking Canada, better. Oh God, she's turned into a Borg queen. Yeah. Well, also she's turned the entire room white. And all the scientists, including Morgan Freeman, actually Morgan Freeman is there because he actually continues to tell us what's going on. That's I don't know how he knows. <laughs> don't either. Because he said, I thought this was all theoretical. I didn't know this could actually happen. And now what? it's happening. I don't know what it is. What is she doing? Oh, well, obviously she's, uh, obvious, she's oh, making she's this obviously massive building computer. building a computer of some sort. Yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> she's making some black obelisk. It could be a doomsday weapon. You don't know. Well, and the best part is that she's been making this giant computer while fighting the bad guys, and we get some more really heavy-handed symbolism. So Max mentioned in the in the uh, trivia about how we have the uh, 
birth of man thing with the two fingers and it's her and lucy meeting back in prehistoric to welcome to prehistoric times <laughs> and so we get that um and we finally we, we get to the point where we see the universe going in reverse and the big bang going in reverse and everything and of course what's happening is mr jang is showing up about to shoot her in the head and it's like get it the gun makes a big bang and the universe made a big uh, bang ah. yeah yeah except you know then she just gets rid of him and the computer and then <laughs> what is she but she doesn't oh. get rid of him though that was the thing she's focused entirely on the computer apparently not even a little of her consciousness could go oh, I should probably stop all the murder and mayhem that's happening 20 feet away, well, which just... I could do with a thought. But yeah. no, I've got I've to build my PC. Well, and she doesn't even build a PC. In the end, what does she do? She hands Morgan Freeman a thumb drive. Yeah, yep. She manages to make a magic thumb drive, which, by the way, did you notice when he's holding it, it's you can see stars. Orion's belt glittering on it. Oh, I just saw stars. This was an Orion film. It's full of stars. Yeah, exactly, except... Yeah, yeah, just two in this case, uh, Scarlett Johansson and Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, she becomes lawnmower woman, and uh, then all the phones ring, and, uh, you know... (laughs) Well, well, sort of. I mean, when uh, police Frenchman says, you know, where is she? And he look, his phone buzzes, and he looks at the screen, and it just says, I am everywhere. Yeah, just like lawnmower woman. Yeah, lawnmower man... uh, Electric dreams, all, yeah. all sorts of stuff. And the film ends with a quote, which I want to try to unravel. Yeah. Morgan Freeman says, I can't do Morgan Freeman, but life was given to us a billion years ago. Now you know what to do with it. What, have a gunfight? <laughs> yeah. Huh? No, no, you're supposed to uh, put it on a USB drive. I'm not, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. You're supposed to sit there and, 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 and watch animals having sex. <laughs> Over and over and over again, because there's lots of money in that. And um, I mean, this the strange little pseudo scientific things they throw in, like the whole idea of that time is what makes reality. You know, if you watch a car go by and you speed it up infinitely, the car disappears. Uh, it's only through time that anything exists. Okay, uh, and a little thing she throws off, like the cop is saying, "Oh God, we're going to die," and she just says, "We never really die." Uh, you want to expound on that a little oh, bit, please? Gotta go to France. Yeah, wait! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she spends the flight apparently programming the Matrix. because that's... Yeah, that's what I had in my notes. She's sitting there with these two laptops, flailing her fingers over them, you know, a la every hacker movie you've ever seen, where you know they don't actually know what keys they're hitting. They're just, you know, in the blocking is, type faster. <laughs> and more intense. Type more intense. <laughs> And yeah, just creating these weird-ass graphics, and it it really does look like she's coding the Matrix. Yeah, but Max, we have to give the movie credit. Even though she's doing this on a plane, she's she's, uh, double-typing computers each hand. At no point does she actually say, I'm in. She does not say that at all. That is true, and we, we do have to salute the movie for that. So this film did thematically ignoring all the running around shooting people things, uh, did remind me of another film. Did it remind you of another film? It reminded me of a couple. I mean, there's a little bit of tooth, and I checked, by the way, these are some of the influences. Things like 2001 A Space Odyssey and well, there's a The Matrix, movie. but what were you thinking? Phenomena. Phenomena. Oh, the John Travolta movie. Yeah, because he suddenly, like, his brain starts doing yeah. the same thing, except in his case, he thinks it's a visit. To, uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen Phenomena, yeah. sorry, if you haven't seen Phenomena, uh, you can stop now or skip ahead. But basically, he thinks he's been visited by aliens and has they have increased his brain power many hundreds of percents, only to find out it's a brain tumor. Um, but he starts like he learns Portuguese in 20 minutes and he doesn't fly. And he doesn't turn into a computer. But he does become telekinetic. Now, basically, yes. he can move small objects and he just gets wicked smart. Yeah, wicked smart. Um, here, I, yeah. Yeah, here she's she's practically Gary Mitchelling, you know. She's doing a lot more than Gary Mitchell. Yeah, true. And her eyes don't glow. But. I mean, Gary Mitchell never got a, a cop, a French cop to fall in love with him. Yeah. Well, well he, he didn't have time. No, he did have, uh, what's her he name? He does uh, Sally Kellerman. Works. Sally Kellerman, yes, yes, yes. There's a sequence I like just from the visual. It, it's, again, when she's building the magic computer box thing, 
and she's just sitting in the chair. <laughs> I still love. She is super intellectual. And she's still wearing those unbelievably painful high heel shoes. And she obviously can't walk in them either. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have to. She's probably levitating. Well, though, there's that scene in the airport where she's changing her hair, and they mm-hmm. start it as a close-up on the shoes, and you can see every time she puts her foot down, her whole like ankle goes wank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are just murderous. Those are the cruel shoes, Yeah. a la Steve Martin. But she does this sort of time travel, or at least time perception shift, where she realizes she can fast forward and rewind yeah. uh, her perception of reality, and she's sitting... At, at, at some point, I think she ends up in New York, so she can clearly move in space as well as time. Right, which and she's going about. back and watching. We see New York being built, and we see the wilderness. And at one point, she's, sit, she's sitting in what is a swamp facing three Native Americans, or three or four Native Americans, one of whom apparently can see her. Yeah. And he's just, the only one, too. Like yeah, all the other nobody people, else could. No, just them. I figured he was a shaman, and I, I, my note is, Okay, that's going to be one baffled shaman. Yeah, <laughs> like her. who is the pale woman in the weird in the in the too short dress in the weird ass chair? Well, that was an office. What do you mean an office chair? What is office chair? Yeah, why did she bring that with her? Uh, if I'm going through time, I'm bringing my chair. And then she goes back to the dinosaur time, and suddenly, yeah. welcome to Jurassic. Nope, we're done. Yeah, but then she goes to to to. Then she meets Lucy. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Are, do you think that there was meant to be a suggestion bet- with her meeting with Lucy? Oh, no. I think it was a perception thing. I don't think it actually happened. Uh, but what do you Lucy mean a suggestion to, of what? The idea well, that, like, that she was... That she that maybe humankind partially evolved because she was... There. Of course, this is time jiggery-pokery, which we well, don't want to get Yeah, that's right out of 2001. The idea right. that, in effect, she's acting as the black obelisk. Right, which she becomes ah. later... Yeah, I okay, you could you could see it that way. I mean, it's sort of ambiguous. Yeah. Um talk about the CG real quick cuz there's mm. a bunch of it. Um so how much was the budget? 40 million? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't um didn't leave a lot out for the CG, did they? Not too much. I mean, I thought the disintegration effect when she's falling apart on the plane was pretty good. Yeah, but the black stuff in the computer looked very very not real. That and- that looked very much like college student stuff. And Lucy, quite honestly, I think I met her in Skyrim. <laughs> oh, you mean the actual Australopithecus? No, I just don't think it was animated very well. It just didn't oh, yeah. feel at all okay. real, um, much like Skyrim. Well, they're um, really trying to guess at what she might look like, but yeah, the, the, the animation was very, it's like, oh, hello, CG creature. Yeah. And never mind the dinosaurs, which was like, okay, you really, <laughs> you figured this scene's only 15 seconds. We don't really have to bring our A game. Well, and it's funny because there's, she shows up in Welcome to Dinosaur Times, and yeah. there's a dinosaur of some sort. I don't know what kind it is. It doesn't matter. It's not a T-Rex, which is fine. And it's eating or doing something. She shows up, and I swear, the dinosaur whips around and goes, ah, how are ya? And it comes running <laughs> yeah, it does at her ah. like... Oh, I'm going to I'm going to ignore this large meal and go eat this tiny little woman. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you are, but I'm going to eat you. Ah! <laughs> uh, I swear that that it, the smile, the way it, it I swear it sounded it's going to sound like Fozzie Bear. That's just how that that is. Waka waka. Pretty much. Uh, whatever. Okay. And also, what what is the point of her playing with time? Like, what what is that supposed to do? Well, she's so talking about how time is what defines reality. Yeah. So she's. Playing with her perception of it. She's still trying to get used to it. I mean, let's face it. If you've suddenly become God, mm-hmm. aren't you going to start playing around a little bit with the powers? See what you can do? Yeah. Wasn't she the one who did the voice in her or she or whatever Yes, it was? in her. Mm-hmm. So this is the second time that uh, yep. Scarlett Johansson has become old, powerful, and, yeah, okay. Evolved and you know what? Us. I'm okay with that. If there's <laughs> going to be a God, it can be Scarlett Johansson. All praise Scarlett. Blessed be her name. <laughs> Thank you for letting Scarlet into your life. <laughs> Triumph of Scarlet. Yep, that's right. Uh, but would you I like think, a copy uh, of the Johansson Tower? That's going to give you some literature. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we've uh, got as far as we can go in this. <laughs> we should get to this, uh, please. <laughs> yes, ah, the Bomba Surprise. The finish. So, Max. Yes. You saw this when it came out. I did. And what did you think of it at the time? Do you remember? Yes, I remember I got to look at Scarlett Johansson for 90 minutes. <laughs> you don't remember what you thought of the film? No, I, did, I thought, I, I, I was kind of, I walked out of it, it was one of the movies I went out going, 
Eh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I liked her. I liked Morgan Freeman. I liked the cop. I liked the, a lot of the performances. Yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, I had real... Tr- I mean, they lost me at the beginning with the 10% brain thing. Because, like, okay, no. Yeah. No. Mm. No. And I was like, all right, that was... That was fun. You know, at least it moved along. Yes. I remember basically thinking it was, eh. And quite honestly, I have not really changed on that. I think it's, eh. How many times have you seen it total, you know? Have you watched it more than I just think, two? I think I've seen it. I th- it came on cable once, and I think I watched parts of it. It's got so, Scarlett Johansson, so I'll just watch this for a little while. Well, yes. <laughs> so I'd say about two and a half times. In case you haven't figured it out, Max has indeed let Scarlett Johansson into his life. Oh, if only I could. Um, so it's not a big recommendation is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if it comes on, it's, it's it, it, and you don't have anything else to watch. <laughs> Again, as, as Mike pointed out, the pacing's really good. The direction is decent. Visually, I think it's very, there are parts that are really interesting. When he's trying to get across the, I don't just mean her. I mean, when she's trying to get across, when they're trying to get across some of the abstract concepts I don't mean the obvious stuff with the damn animals, but like the, I kind of like the visualization at the beginning of the universe. I, it, it looks nice. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. That's really what most of this movie is. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. And it's some fun ideas that don't make sense, but if you th- don't think too hard about it, you just want to watch something, <laughs> something that just moves a lot and things happen. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Exactly. That's boy. That is uh, the faint praise right up there with its in focus. Yeah, it's pretty much. Well, things happen. Yeah. Now you did not. You did not see this when it came out. Well, here's the thing. I thought I had. Oh, like, that's right. I was. You got I it was mixed like, up. This is totally a film I saw when it came out. And yeah, yeah, action film. Oh no, that was Salt. Okay, which another that one is word Mila movie. Jojova, Vova, 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 no, that was Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. Um, so no, I had not seen that. And when it started, I'm like, again, oh, the film's literally starting from a zygote. I hope it picks up some speed or we're going to be here a long time. Yeah. When two frames love each other very much. <laughs> um, it's honestly, it's garbage. Um, it, it's six actors in search of a script. I mean, it is so dumb. The fact that it's... Per, it, I. I almost think it's a crime because Morgan Freeman, I'm sure, convinced some people that that stupid theory is still true um, because he just has that power. And I will give him also kudos because he has the power to not let this film stain him in any way, shape or form. Uh, I think Miss Johansson comes out fine because if you saw this, unless you absolutely hated it, you just forget it. It's there's nothing. It's not particularly memorable. No, No, but I don't think it's garbage. Come on, we've seen real garbage. This is just inert. I'm sorry. For a film that that somehow made $480 million, this is garbage. And I say it's garbage because it makes literally no sense. Um, It says, you said it took 10 years to make doing what? I don't know. I don't either. Um, The pacing is good. I'll give it that. I wasn't bored, but it's also only 129 minutes, or an hour and 29 minutes long. So it's like... I'm glad it moves along. If there's a director's cut, I, I want it destroyed. <laughs> um, it has a good car chase, but the car chase itself makes literally no sense, especially when we see her whipping back and forth in time and space. So, like, whatever. Yeah. It, it just, eh, there's too many films going on. Um, both of them might have been interesting on their own, but they're not. I expect better from Luc Besson. Uh I've watched others of his films that I've liked much better than this. So considering all the talent that's involved with this, yeah, I think it's garbage. Now, does that mean you can't enjoy it? Yeah. No. I honestly think if I had been high, I would have loved this <laughs> film. <laughs> oh, man, she's a monkey. <laughs> what would you have thought, though? What if they had taken away the one, the big scientific improbability of the brain thing, and instead of like uh, hormones stimulating the brain, or whatever it it was powdered infinity stone or something that just gave you superpowers. Well, if they had just made this a superhero movie, yeah, I probably would have thought it was kind of fun, and I wouldn't have cared. But they keep keep coming back to the science of this thing, yeah. and they won't leave the science alone. Look, if you look at any Marvel film, I don't believe any time they sit there and go, "Well, you know, the actual reverse anti-protons." No, 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 no. <laughs> they say whatever what is the repulsor thing. Yeah, the, the Iron Man's. They, they don't try and explain how it works, right? And that's good because we know it doesn't. 
and how wide yes, is or vibranium you know yeah. what is vibranium it, it it's magic basically yeah. it's magic metal it's mithril because that's not the point the point is seeing people do cool superheroic things yeah and if he had done that and concentrated on that her doing cool super because it's this weird yeah. revenge film but revenge seems so below the being she's turned into you kind of wonder why she'd bother um, it's just, ugh. there's too much talent and not enough film. That's my feeling. And I just, these days yeah. I'm a little bit more picky because I know everybody involved can do better and I just don't see why they didn't. But I, I think it's a good time. It's just forgettable. Again, pot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Drug. <laughs> yes. And if you want, you can even watch it at club. <laughs> yes, you can. That's Ben. You might even go to Asia. Yeah. But we have a poll question that we'd like to go over again. If Max, if you would be sure. so kind. I'm never that kind. No. But uh, what is an older movie that you really enjoy that could just not get made today? Yeah. And it doesn't matter why. But, yeah. but do tell us why if you want. Yeah, would. tell us why. What is it about this movie that, that makes it unmakeable today? And you can tell us this at, you can either email us at us at maxmikemovies.com for triple bumpy bucks. Mm. You can uh, go to maxmikemovies.com, our website, and leave a comment. Uh, you can reach us on the social medias, still Elon Musk free, Yay. on f the Facebook or the Twitters at Max Mike Movies. Hmm. Or you can send an email directly to Mike's personal address, which I will yes, now give you. Yes, you've tried you. that before, and it's not going to work. <laughs> right. It's. I'll put it on the website. He'll never know. <laughs> no, he won't. He's going to wake up in a bowl of cereal. Anyway, <laughs> this uh, this concludes yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson. So what 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 do we what do have we learned about Scarlett Johansson? Uh, she is a very talented actor who doesn't always make the best choices in films. <laughs> That's probably true. And but maybe she, she was all. She's also one of the most highly paid actors in the world, so she's doing something right. Yeah, and isn't she only like twenty five or something? No, no, she's thirty six at this point. Oh, she's over the hill. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, in, Holly, in Hollywood, I'm surprised they're not pitching her grandma parts. That's that's which is horrible. Um, yes, but, it's revolt. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna agree with Max. Said I think she's she has a lot of talent. I don't think she chooses the films in which it can be best shown uh, all the time. But she, we've seen some some really nice yep. range from her. Yep, she's a professional. Means she, it, the the old rule is you take the jobs you're offered. Yeah. I will also say that because of her skill level, it might even be that the best is yet to come. It's entirely possible. I think she's just going to keep getting better. And I, got, I know we didn't do either of the movies where she was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, Marriage Story, where she was up for Best Actress, and Jojo Rabbit, where she was up for Best Supporting Actor, which I did see, which I really recommend. It's not the easiest movie to watch. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like, what if Wes Anderson made a Nazi movie? <laughs> Isn't it springtime for Hitler, basically? Not, not really, but yeah, it's it, it's somehow both touching, terrifying, a little wacky, and you have Taika Waititi playing Waititi. Adolf Hitler, sort of. <laughs> Waititi. It's, it's, um, and, she, and Scarlett Johansson as JoJo's mother is amazing. Mm. She's just a, not a very big part. But yeah. that's why we didn't do it. But I really recommend that. And uh, I really look forward to seeing what she's going to do in the future. Yep. Well, that brings us to the end of this series, but yep. uh, the beginning of a next one. Yeah. Or sort of. It's actually the um, viewer's or listener's choice portion mm. of the focus on. And we got a lot of really good um Oh, um, God. So many. Really just terrific ideas that we really couldn't use them all, although we may steal them and use them for years to come. Yeah, we actually might start doing this a little bit more often, a little four-episode yeah. series focusing on uh, different actors. But, Sprinkle uh, them in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to move on next week. And, yeah. And uh, next week, uh, thanks to your suggestion, uh, dear listeners, or um, people who write on Facebook anyway, we're going to move to Viola Davis. Um, and mm. this is somebody that, to be fair, I don't know much about, but um, when I've I started looking I've seen her in a couple in, of things. I was like, this is somebody I should know more about. And uh, if only I could get some help seeing more information about Viola Davis. Um, you're yeah. you're fired. I'm replacing <laughs> you with a couch cushion. I just need I just need a little help for next week's movie, Max. Now, come on, we already did a movie called Help. Well, this isn't just any help. Oh. This is the help. Oh, I see. So instead of Suicide Squad, it's the Suicide Squad. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> But so it's we're doing the help. 
Yes, we're doing The Help next week on the Max Mike movies. Oh, well, that's the good then. And we'll see you the then. This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. All that brilliant comedy gold yep, lost forever. <laughs> Charles yep. Lawton is Mr. Spacely. <laughs> all lost like tears in the rain. <laughs> um, I've seen things. You- <laughs> oh, Rutger Hauer, yes.